You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. After laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull Hello, the everyone. And welcome. I got to do it the way. Hey, guys. Welcome to the after laugh. <laughs> The after laugh. There should be a song. I never do it. I can't sing. Anyway, Wait, Tommy the, is here. What about the song? Do you still put the song in? The after laugh. Yeah, you know, uh, friend of the podcast made a new song. Oh. Trying to replace your work. Really? Wasn't good enough. Of course not. It's good. It's a good little It's good little intro theme. Because that's what I fucking do, you got baby. Chinadu with his smooth voice. Chinadu got the bars. I was, you know, coming in on production. All sex. Like, yeah, the after laugh, man. You're like, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so we this episode we're going to talk about death. Let's talk about it, guys. Oh snap! Let's talk about. De- you know what? I feel like in life everybody's going to die except for us, right? I mean, right? Yeah. But I feel like in life everyone has a different perspective of death every decade. Wow! It completely changes. Mm. And I think it's part of the. Re- oh, God, I know. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go to this. But it's one of my issues with the trans movement. Hear me out. How? 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 Because when you get older, okay. 30s, I think uh-huh. it really starts kicking like 35, really. Okay. You start thinking about your legacy <laughs> and what you're going to leave behind. Okay. Yeah. So true. you end up a lot of people who never wanted kids. Uh-huh. Do you think I ever wanted kids, Tommy? Look at the way I live my life. I just, yeah. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. I was, when I was 25. Mm-hmm. You didn't think you would ever want kids? But hear me out. No, no, no. I was 24. I was okay. 24. Before, well, I guess I found it like, okay, so let's say I was 23, 24. 24. I was on a Broadway show. Yeah. I was on a soap opera. Mm-hmm. I made money doing breakdance commercials. I bought my apartment in Midtown. I was a yoga teacher. I was rollerblading everywhere. I was crushing it. I was getting a lot. I was having lots of sexual intercourse with the ladies. You know how you're supposed to end any list with like the most impactful thing? Rollerblading. You were like, I was rollerblading everywhere. Rollerblading. I was crushing it. Rollerblading apartment department, just <laughs> banging away. Wow. I felt like the warm Beatty character in that movie Hairspray, which is before everyone's time, but it's based on. I saw the John Travolta. It's based. You saw Licorice Pizza, right? I could not finish it. I started it on a plane. Really? I was bored as fuck. PT I like PTA. But I was I just was just on a plane that day and I was like okay. not I don't Where well, the Bradley Cooper character in that movie mm. is based on Should this I watch character. It? I think it I think it, it I've pays seen off. Most it of his better. movies and I do think he's great, but Yeah, I think it gets better. I think it's good. So anyway, the All point right. is I was like <laughs> I was like a young rollerblading version of that, just going around I You're never right. wanted to have kids. And I think the universe is like, this guy's got to slow down. Boop. You have a kid. Yeah. Anyway. And I, of course, I didn't want one at the time. I was thinking about Tommy. I was your age and I had a friggin' four-year-old or whatever. You the know. universe never let me go that fast. Maybe, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> yeah. So, but then you, you hit 35 and you think like, man, I want another kid. Like, I want to be able to try to raise someone who's going to be better than me. Yeah. Do it right this time. Do it right. Yeah. And have someone who I can, you know... Any knowledge I've accrued over the years, yeah, I can impart to them, try to make them better. But anyway, my dad had another kid twenty years later. 
Yeah, That's but when me. you're in your teens and your twenties, no one wants a fucking. Do you want a kid right now? Right now, you probably hell no. Hell no. But there will be a time in your life as you see death on the landscape. I foresee myself wanting to have a kid someday. Although I am skeptical about like, <laughs> I don't want to be like the lame. The, I don't know if the planet's gonna be. You know, bring another person to it's this overcrowded, overhot planet to have birth in this current world. Yeah, but those people are not also the people who are adopting children either. Right. They're just selfish narcissists who just want to yeah. do yoga and travel around on some guy's dime. I have something of that in me, that the selfish narcissistic. Do. And maybe that fades with age. Maybe that's why you want to have kids more. But um, but I definitely am just... It's uh, like I just feel like I need some form of stability or some kind of crumb of success yes or direction before i commit to, to catch uh, 22 with that yeah. is i do think that when you have a child in my situation now at least having a child that i was there for and i've i've been sort of like avatar imprinted with yes. you know what i mean <laughs> that you your perspective is so what can i do to to provide for this fucking parasite that you approach things differently. And I think the way that you approach things increases your success. When you approach things like this is about getting a job and performing for a job and your ego is replaced by just how it would be a great benefit for your daughter's life or your son's life, I think that changes the game. It allows you to go through the world in a better energetic way in a better so. headspace You're i mean i had my daughter and i had and, and and i made like for the first time with acting gigs i made over six figures yeah it kind of gives you more purpose outside of oh, i just want to feel like yeah I'm i want attention or I, I want, want attention. like yeah you still feel that way yeah but there is something that is and maybe it's, i'm not saying that everyone has a kid becomes this like altruistic mother Teresa generous figure because there are lots of cheap bastards who have children but surely at bare minimum it gives you some type of perspective yes yeah so i'm only saying that back to the point is that like you most people don't know they want to have children until they're particularly nowadays until they're older yeah because now that we've deconstructed the culture and it's not the thing to do because you used to be like in your 20s you just like i asked my dad about it I was like, why did you have three kids? He goes, I don't know. You just have a job and you make three kids. It just, there's literally no thought to it other than it was societally kind of expected. I still think I would want children at some point. Do you talk to your girl about it? Nah, because I don't want her getting any ideas. (laughs) Because I feel like you start talking about kids, like... We have brushed upon the subject from time to time, but not in a concrete way. I try to keep it off of that because I don't want... Yeah. I just try to avoid hitting fast forward anytime it's possible. Yeah. I just think about now, like at my age, with my daughter, like when she's... If she wants to play soccer with me when she's 10... Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. (laughs) Sure. But she's also going to be 10, and you're going to have a breadth of experience, so you won't have to rely on your athleticism. Yeah. So much time I play with my daughter, I'm like literally lying on my back. Hmm. And luckily, every once in a while, she goes, Daddy, go to sleep. Go to sleep, Daddy. And I just literally like, oh, my God, thank you. 
<laughs> and I was closed. I was like, maybe I'll get 10 seconds. Yeah. Anyway, so. I don't know. I had an old ass dad. Like, he was in his 60s. When And I didn't even know how old he was at the time. But he was, he did enough of the participating and supporting in the sports category where like. It never felt awkward. It never really felt awkward looking. I, I remember the first time when I was like in my teens and we had like a basketball hoop. And I remember, I don't think he had done any sports stuff for a while. And I just kind of passed him the basketball and I saw him shoot. And it was like, you could barely even get the ball up there. And he was like pretty fit, but like he had just finally gotten to that age where like the athletic motion of like shooting a basketball from a distance kind of had, had disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he yeah. is, he is older than other dads significantly. But, uh, but you know, he still had all of this experience yeah. to help me with. It didn't, like, it didn't, he didn't have to fulfill that specific niche to still be a yeah. good dad. Yeah. It is a weird catch point too, because when you're younger, you have more energy to take care of a kid. Yeah. It's probably better. Whenever I meet people who have like really young parents, I'm so jealous. It's just a great thing. Like someone whose parents are like 20 years older hmm. or 18 years older. I'm like, God damn. It's interesting. I have always appreciated having really old parents. I've never, the only person I've ever met who had an older dad than me is like Theo Vaughn. And he oh, really? just has like an anomaly, <laughs> insanely old father. But like I have always had the oldest parents in any person I talk to. Ah, interesting. interesting. And you know what? I, I am grateful for the strange benefits that it offers. Yeah, because yeah. you probably get their wisdom in a way that they wouldn't have totally and sometimes that wisdom is i don't want to say obsolete but a lot of times i get advice from my dad where i'm like oh, like, dad, like what when you take a lady to the social dance remember the barn is going to be very big yeah like, what and, type of advice and i think growing up like the fundamentals of the wisdom was always good yeah like like when you take like how to treat people and because i think a lot of the values from back when were pretty solid course you know i think a lot of his like ethics and morals are totally in the right place but when it comes down to like as an adult how to find a job that like when anytime there is a when it comes to how to treat people one-on-one -on -one, it's always good advice yeah how to be as a person in a social situation always good advice when it comes to something where the internet has replaced all of the concrete uh method from back when like back back in the day you would show up at a company with a paper resume you would read the newspaper looking for jobs right now everything's online so any place that the internet has updated significantly <laughs> he's completely out of his depth yeah yeah. like yeah. right he i just taught him how to like search on youtube in the past like four years yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah obviously there is a technological barrier but any place that technology hasn't changed everything he's, yeah. he's super solid i think one of the biggest differences with the generations is these new generations and i include my eldest daughter mm -hmm. 22 out of berkeley full of you know rah-rah feminism pronouns sure. and all this stuff which is i'm all for it but yeah it's good it's it does create this element of like total confusion that they sort of think is just a version of empathy Sure. They think because they're so much better and more evolved. This is really what they think, the Gen Z kids. They're more better, they're more evolved because they're more compassionate and blah, blah, blah. They just take things in more and they're not old, archaic dinosaurs like these We're very white sensitive. People. 
And um, but I also feel like you're just a few years outside of that realm. You're 28 now. I'm 28. I feel like any ideology, especially straight out of college, has to be accompanied with like a five-year dose of reality. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. so like, she's doing it that right now. Anything that you are learning theoretically has to be balanced out by the way the like the cruel harshness of the actual world that doesn't give a fuck about how you feel or think yeah right and then there's a balance to be found there that i have definitely evolved a bit from like straight out of college yeah but i think that as a general foundation for how you think about the world empathy acceptance and open-mindedness is going to get you a lot further yes of course but there is no empathy, open-mindedness that exists in Gen Z that is actually authentically open-minded. <laughs> it's all like open-minded for these people and these ideas. Yeah. But not open-minded for these These ideas are fucking, this is, these are bad ideas. You can't be open-minded like. Interesting. I mean, for example, I'm, I'm pro-abortion. Hell yeah, me too. I, I've donated indirectly to Planned Parenthood several times. What is indirect? <laughs> okay, got it. Solid joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I donate to Planned Parenthood indirectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thank God. I mean, I love my my daughters, but if I if it weren't for Planned Parenthood, I'd have at least four kids. Sure. You know, not a donor, but a customer, if you will. <laughs> I'm not only the president; I'm also the I'm customer. I'm a fan of the organization. Yeah, I'm a fan. I've been by. I wouldn't mind having a wing named after me. So the point is, I <laughs> having a wing. and these aren't necessarily like the two abortions that i've allegedly been a part of because ultimately you don't you never know if it's just a shakedown but the two abortions i've allegedly been i've you know been a part of <laughs> and went splitsies on were uh, no i'm kidding i paid for the whole thing anyway uh-huh. was uh uh th- th- it wasn't like awful reckless crazy drunken hooker stripper sex and the- oh, dick so big the condom broke Obviously. Obviously. No, it was a situation where a woman was either on new birth control or changing birth control or some fucking weird thing or Mm. maybe I didn't pull out. Anyway, so I think that... But um, it wasn't your fault in any way, obviously. That's my point. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's no one's fault. You were misled. I think sometimes people have their situations that go on people's bodies that are very weird and all of a sudden they're pregnant. And they did everything they could. I know people and every who once in a while wore uh, condoms and were on birth control and gotten pregnant. You're it not happens. participating sexually with the most responsible party. That's and probably I think what's really that happening. is a shared that is a shared burden <laughs> from both parties. Need to be like, well, maybe I could have sussed out yeah. my sexual partners but a bit. Like, I'm just like going like, I don't give a fuck, man. It's not my problem. It's sure. like it's like the questions are asked, the conversations had. The da da da. Maybe you start with condoms. And by that you mean at some point in a mildly drunken stupor someone said stick it in i'm on birth control and you didn't question it even a second you were like oh fuck yeah well first of all i don't know what women you're with but if i was with women she was like stick it in i'm in birth control uh-huh you might you think I'd, i would lose my butter <laughs> yeah it'd be if they said just fuck me I'm you would butter. ask you would ask a follow-up question stick though. it in stick it so in is that really know. is that hot talk I don't think that's hot talk. What's your favorite uh, dirty talk? I'm terrible at dirty talk, clearly. What have what have you taken a crack at and like, oh, that doesn't work? Um I uh, obviously I've been long distance for a while and every once in a while my girl wants me to type out like a sexy story. I could imagine that being working for you. And I can be 
I, I could only pull it off once or twice because it was difficult to me for me to get in that headspace without feeling embarrassed. I have some type of sexual hang up. And okay, well, one time I tried to talk dirty to this girl. And she was like, say something nasty. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I, I panicked. I didn't like know what to say. Cheese. And, I, and I told her, um, I called her a filthy whore. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so immediately turned off <laughs> that she, she called it right there. She was like, I think I'm done. I think oh, I'm done with this. And you were in the middle of sex? No, we were in the you middle were at of dinner? foreplay. That's the thing. You can't do it when you're at First of all, you have to be. No, we were. She was like preparing to go down on me, and, and I. Then you, and well, then come on. Tommy. As she was doing that, she prompted me to say some dirty stuff to maybe get her more excited, and I opened with "filthy whore," and like that's like an insult <laughs> from the 1920s. And she, you dirty whore. And she just zip, zipped it right back up. She was like, "Uh, nope, that's that's good for me. That's no. her fault." Fuck her. You can't ask someone to do dirty talk and then be like, that's not the dirty talk I want. No, but I think she got a feeling that this was, I did not demonstrate the appropriate skill. I just love the fact that she's like, hey, and she's like, look at you. You're like this nice guy. You're she like, baited me a little bit. You're like, oh, come on. Talk dirty to me. And you're like, you goddamn fucking slut. You come slut. You know, right. Well, I didn't, I didn't even say that. Like, <laughs> I said... I don't even know what I was supposed to say, but I definitely said some like th like old dad shit. You know, I never heard my dad <laughs> say that, but I I think I am affected by having an essentially a grandparent Daddy, oh, raise me. Oh, you filthy whore! I love that. It's like Planet of the Apes. Damn you, filthy apes! Right, exactly. Um, first of all, this is the rule for. And since then, I haven't really like you know. Oh, you have PTSD. I'll say the most baseline safe stuff, but I don't really I don't really go that crazy. And I'm I afraid to have sex after I got chlamydia. I guess I have PTSD. Hey guys. Hey yo. Hey no. Best comedian in LA right here. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Oh God, I love I love bad jokes. Here's yeah, my favorite bad joke. I was really I was really stoned, and I was like, I was like, hey, I'm doing person. Who am I doing an impersonation of? Who am uh, I doing impersonation? Of? I don't know. You're waving. I'm a little high. You're a little high. Oh my God! Wow, I was I was stoned. That yeah, <laughs> that is a stone <laughs> visual third for you people. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, okay, here's a rule on dirty talk. Okay, all right. First of all, definitely bring it back to the game. I think it helps with weed. Weed and dirty talk go. It's like peanut butter and jelly. The ladies love it. They the want it, it. They need it. And I'm shy. And that's being shy. Girls are not turned on by that. But the rule with dirty talk is you, my feeling is you got to get them going. Yeah. You got to get either your, 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 I think it's good. Make them come at least once and then start your dirty talk. Can I add in another factor? Mm -hmm. I have never lived without roommates and I think uh. my brain is programmed to keep it down. That makes sense. I have always had sex when there is someone in the room next to me. Still to this day? To this day. Does she not have her own place? No, she has roommates. Oh, she I, Okay, that's not true. Good point. I did have a girlfriend without roommates that I spent probably six months. But I think I still, I'm like, th there's an element of 
I don't have a sense of privacy when I'm having sex. That makes sense. And I don't want to be embarrassed. So like there's a couple factors at play. Interesting. I don't want to say something so inappropriate that I talk my way out of sex. I don't want to say something so crazy that my roommate's here. And I don't want to say something that is going to come back to haunt me in the future. Mm, So it's it's the holy trinity of anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my dirty talk advice. I said the first one, just smuggle a weed. Got to loosen up those inhibitions. I don't agree. Alcohol, I think, lends to a more aggressive form of dirty talk. Yeah. The filthy whore type of dirty talk, which... That was stone cold sober. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I didn't know what to say. That's fair. That was my first crack at it. <laughs> that was my. Before that, I don't even know if I've said anything. I just like love that because you're such a polite person. You guys were probably had the most normal conversations. Everything was so sweet, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Okay, I just wanted to be a little edgy." And yeah. You, right to, you fucking filthy whore. Suck that dick, you and filthy I, whore. No, I didn't even <laughs> say it like that. If anything, I probably said it sarcastically. Like, oh, like I'm dipping my toe into water. I was like, you filthy whore. I don't even know what you were I rolling said. your eyes when she did and it. And I don't even mean that. I thought that's what you wanted. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing. She was like, I think this is over. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't. I knew. That's I fair. knew. That's I was fair. Like, that's I'm just going to take my quarter. I was so like, I put it in there. Look, look, I didn't, uh, you know. <laughs> this is a learning experience. Yeah. Is well, this, I th- Can you open I, this up just because it's making me anxious? I think you got to. Um, I think it's still going. Yeah. But, I think yeah, what okay. you got to do is you got to like. So let's get you back in the dirty talk game. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, look, I got to address the fucking. <laughs> the pink elephant in the room. The pink elephant. Okay. Your your current situation is the perfect situation for dirty talk. Mm, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, I don't play those games. I don't know. Oh, I don't know um, what you're implying, but I don't on, do that. Tommy. I'm not saying anything terrible. I'm just saying there is a racial component to the dirty talk, and I'm sure she would love that on some level. But yes, she would. that's why I'm. I don't even. I don't even look over there. <laughs> I don't even think about it. I'm not talking about N words or anything like that. No, of course. I I'm don't talking even... about I'm talking about like you like that pasty freckly dick, stuff like that. Oh god. You that like the way my cringe. <laughs> I I see balls bumping. I, I hate it for two reasons. <laughs> I'm joking by the way. I don't even want that to be true. You know what I mean? The idea that either of us is participating in this weird kind of fetish makes me uncomfortable. I understand. And I that. get that. Man, it does seem like any kind of dirty talk type stuff is you're sacrificing something for the greater good of our immediate pleasure. What are you sacrificing? I'm just a prude. Don't you realize that people know what the rules of the bed? They, of the course. bedroom is that PC. No, it's the opposite. That's where you allow yourself to yeah. be to be that way. You're right. And that's why everybody's all like porn and fetishes and all that crazy no, stuff. No, but you could you could just do something. You could look. It's so for me. If for I'm example, getting the job done without it, it feels like. So we just grunt the whole time. Ugh, ugh, oh, nice. Man. Well maybe done. I'm, mm. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe I'm. I'm probably being okay, lame. Let me let me just try. Let me just try help you honestly. Okay. I'm not even kidding, Tommy. Yeah. 
I, I feel myself sounding like a huge nerd. This, and that okay, is my reality. You, you don't want to touch the racial... I completely get that. Don't yeah, do that it. stuff makes me nervous. But by the way, I only do it at, at, in the past when I've been prompted by the woman. Sure. Um, like, and, and, you know, and then basically you just say the words white and black at, at some point. She says it, I say it, da 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 and it can and it can be a little it could be but the thing is it's connected to the taboo it's connected to right. how wrong it is and that's what turns her on or what had turned her on <sighs> yeah saying things like saying things like um i don't feel it in know. my spirit okay fine let that one go yeah number two if you're gonna do that always the best thing to do for turry dog is compliment her right yeah and there's lots of fun very talk I could get where you behind compliment that. like just obviously comment on the quality of the vagina Right, if you will. That that's a good one. That's a good one. People like good girl. This is something. Well, good girl and daddy are like, they're 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 twins. intertwined. Oh yeah. god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People like to be a good girl. They don't want to be a bad girl. They want. Be, they could be a naughty girl. <laughs> Hilarious. Sometimes you're not. You're good girl, but you're being naughty. Yeah. But yeah, Just no. Boop them on the nose. Spray them with girl, good girl. Um. Um. Uh, yeah. How far do you want to go down the rabbit hole with this? As Compliment you her. Yeah, Compliments. For sure. Um, let me think. Hey, I, think I thought you did a real great job on that uh, fist bump. report at work. Mm. You know, yeah, Exemplary you, you, work. You know, just what, you, know, you, know, uh, you, know, you feel so good. You know just what to do. Look at me while you suck daddy's dick. <laughs> yeah. you can't, you're too young to say daddy. But the point is, no, but I'm sure Make like, it about her I can see you Really crushing that I want to see your pretty face When you're sucking my dick I want to see your pretty eyes When oh, you're sucking God. my dick That's the, a good see, girl See, even when I was like <laughs> Typing Like writing stuff Yeah, because you're doing With your thumbs You gotta sit down On a keyboard And use your fingers That's like the old school With I, your thumbs, You lose the fucking I was focusing more On the narrative of it all <laughs> Like I was painting a picture Of like a woman on a beach And who she is And where she is In her life uh-huh. And what has brought her to this she moment? She has two kids. That she needs this sexual satisfaction. She had she her tubes been, tied. She's right. looking for love on the beaches of Jamaica. So I was more interested in the deeper psychological <laughs> world of this woman than I was the actual aggression of the actions itself. Do you have what you wrote written down somewhere? Oh, yeah, oh, I do somewhere. Oh, my God. If you could read that on this podcast, Tommy. That oh, would my be God. Yeah, that would be content for sure. That would be the best. It's probably way, way, way up in my messages because she wanted she liked it she wanted me to do it again whoa that's good but i think she's just trying to coax me into that and then i i was shy and i shut it down and she's like okay we won't do that anymore but you're, like you're, i should i should evolve as a person yeah to who is able to do that yeah. because that would make me you're so hot you make me feel so good you feel so good right uh, i need i need that, I need that, that dimension right because sex is an emotional connection and a communication rather than just like a series of mechanics that I am executing. Yes. I wish it was just that. Yeah. I, cause I am slightly. So when you're yeah. about to finish, when you're about to have your moment, mm -hmm. do you say anything like, do you announce the arrival of said ejaculate? Do you, I'm probably usually just like, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Ah, uh, Yep, yellow light, bingo. Yep, look out. Mm -mm. So you don't say anything like, "I'm gonna come into your brain." 
I'm going to come into your brain. I actually like that because that's funny. But I'm not, I gotta, it's not supposed to be funny. It can be funny. I like I love a good giggle during sex. I like funny because I want to undercut the, uh, because whatever this like scene we're building, mm-hmm. whatever this sexual steamy, misty reality, I know it's not real. It is like, and it it feels like, it makes me feel silly. Do you smoke weed when you have sex? Uh, sometimes. I I used to drink and smoke weed a lot more with my previous girlfriend, which probably... Because she was a filthy whore. Yeah, that's why. No, not the filthy whore. That was a <laughs> separate woman. Sorry about that. Um, But like my current girl, like we're usually like pretty sober, which I appreciate. I like that she doesn't really drink much because um, it allows me to you know and then I think the more comfortable you get in that type of scenario as a sober person the more personal growth that you achieve on yeah, some yeah, level yeah. but it is it does make it a little bit less risque yeah hold on um, <laughs> I feel like anybody listening to this podcast is probably having two reactions yeah. One, what a big fucking dork that I would never have sex with. Fair. Fair. Two, they're having this kind of reaction that some girls have like, oh, I'll teach him how to fucking yeah. be a bad boy. I was never into dirty talking. I, I always thought it was weird. What I, age? I, what age did that happen? Oh, I was older than you for sure. Interesting. When, when I... I mean, I'm not like... It's not like the only thing I, you know... Yeah. I have made my forays into the uh the world i do think that grab like grabbing a girl by the throat or the face they seem to and enjoy say that. look at me while i fuck you i'm sorry that's like or look at me while i come stuff like that i think is like is so because at the end of the day what the dirty talk is about is about pirate power dynamics yeah and women i don't give a fuck who you are how big ceo whatever the fuck your deal is mm-hmm. You want a little bit of being controlled. You may want to control people. statistical anomalies. Yes. But <laughs> even if you're a dominatrix, there's a part of you that wants to be grabbed by the throat and be like, I'm in control of the situation. Indeed, we humans contain multitudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you. just saying. No, no, no. That is definitely that's not a violence. Relevant, that's not mean. That that's is a relevant like a sexual dynamic. of... A little element. I think it's fun. Like, People enjoy I, that. The great thing about being a guy is that you can be having intercourse, sexual intercourse. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> That's the best kind. <laughs> I was having intercourse with this girl, sexual intercourse. Yeah. It'll always work on stage. Yeah. That's the so, James Bond of, uh, <laughs> of fucking uh, intercourse. What was that? Lucy gave I was talking about Jesus Christ the other day. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, so you can just... You are the controller of the video game. Mm -hmm. You have to be. That's where the dynamic, the disparity in the sexes comes into play. Because as the man, unless you're dating Ronda Rousey, and even then, let's be honest, um, as a man, you have the physical, you are in physical control of The Legend of Zelda. So you can have, she's not controlling you. No. 
and when she does control some it, it's guys, great. Let her do it. Some guys are really into that, but I like to be, I like to be leading the. And even if a woman's, charge. Like, I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to like at the same time. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you got to show her who's who's the dog. Because even when a woman is on top, you are still the one generating the momentum. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you truly just laid there, nothing would get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do. You got to do. So I think that I, I think lean into that. Mm-hmm. Embrace it at all, and sometimes what you could do. I is embrace just, that in a physical sense, but when you add in the verbal component, and you know what, I think a lot of this comes from in my early sexual experiences. I was often anxious about like coming too soon, and I think there is an added layer of embarrassment that comes with talking a big game and then not delivering. Yeah, yeah. I when I really pin it down. I think if I was from the jump really delivering like a long, confident, solid sexual performance every yeah. single time, then I would be like, yeah, I am talking this big game because I'm just, I'm, I know I'm going to back it up. Whereas my greatest fear is that I'm going to talk all this shit. And some guys do this casually, freely. They don't care. But if I talk this big game, you got to back it up. And I'm like the, with everything, with my comedy, with jujitsu, sports, anything. I don't talk shit unless I'm either A, goofing around with my buddies, just yeah. shit, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah. Or two, I know that I'm good enough to back it up. Yes. That's so fair. I think that's, that's an element of it sexually too. So what you can do. I would rather exceed expectations than build up this big thing and then fall flat. Sometimes if you're like me and you have very bad cardio because mm-hmm. you don't run or do treadmills or go to the gym or anything yeah um you can just um kind of like go on your side kind of get them in a little 50 50 jujitsu guard i love the the side smash <laughs> there's like, lots of different side smashes like where the um i am on my full side but i have access maybe from the back like that's that's ideal yeah and then you got you got you put a banana splits you know also yeah low down. energy high uh incorporate jujitsu is what i'm getting at you do that inside I do lockdown. I think jiu-jitsu has made get me that, a, get the a right leg open, lover. bring the left leg, yeah. the shoulder. Makes you more aware of your own body mobility. Your yeah. hips get more loose, and you know how to. But sometimes you, know, you can just like limbs. you can just be in that position, mm-hmm. and then just do nothing except for what did we talk about in one of the earliest podcasts? Tommy? Penis pump. No. I, what? <laughs> Remember it was booty cleanse. It was it was it was Dookie cleanse. And Kegel Pulse. Kegel Pulse. Yeah. This is, just Kegel that's Pulse. What I, just, I just want to feel you. Just Kegel Pulse. Oh, and she'll be like, stop. I want you to fuck me. Like, no, baby. On on some level, this no, is baby. the gayest podcast. No, baby. Just Kegel, Pulse. just Kegel Pulse. No, just keep going. No. Shh. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm about to have a heart attack because I'm so, such bad cardio, but I make it seem like I'm in control. Honestly, half of sex is like a magician like misdirection mm-hmm. where it's just keeping them. To be honest, I do feel like a dirty talk is the perfect stalling mechanism. And I've never Unless really, it turns you on so much that you're just, oh, God damn I've it. never truly considered it from that angle. I am executing physically. When I reach my limit, I can fall back on the take a breather, fill that empty space with some dirty talk to keep mm-hmm. them mentally stimulated until I'm ready to return to the ring. Mm, yeah. It's almost like... Tap in, tap in mind, mm. so then tap in body. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. What does this have to do with death? Is that what we're going to talk about? Well, birth is connected <laughs> to death. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You ever come so hard you die? 
Oh well, let me. Okay, this is something that I've I've Not never yet. I've never talked to anyone about. That's what we're all chasing. And on you think some this level. you think this podcast has been gay? Wait till this next comment. Oh boy, here we go. So, <laughs> I um and I didn't know this until recently. Apparently, I'm very uh like like it, it, it sounds like I'm being murdered by an axe when <laughs> I'm when pause I'm what the, yes when I am in. Coming to my fruition. It sounds like you're being glory. murdered. It sounds like I'm being axe murdered. This is new. No, I know this is a thing, and I've and I've heard it in my life. Have you? Uh, People go. Have you ever recorded the sound? <clears throat> oh my god, no. That's I'm too scared. I haven't recorded sound. To me, that is Nietzsche staring into the abyss. But hearing your own cum sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's best you don't. No, because I just I because I I've, I've been with women in my past who were like, like, are you okay, or what the fuck happened, or what was that, or I literally was asked wow. one point, are you serious? What are you? Is that serious? And so so it has freaked out. Like where am I? Has freaked out women in the past, huh? But I think it's freaked them out. But then it's also they kind of go. I mean, I don't mind it because it is kind of compliments to the chef, right? Right. If you're like screaming bloody murder. I should probably give more compliments to the chef. My entire sexual satisfaction relies on if I feel like I did a good job. Ah, interesting. Because the coming... Yeah, I get that. I get that. The coming is something I can do by myself. Yeah. It's it's like jujitsu. It's all about creativity. Yeah, change. And the great thing about jujitsu, think about all you put her in fucking half guard, half guard lockdown, <laughs> banana splits, uh-huh. north south, fifty yeah, fifty. Yeah, for sure, north south. Inverted guard. Um, north south is the most sexual jujitsu move. <laughs> and she gets on top. You hip escape. I'm like no, bitch, you're not getting on top. Hip escape. Hip escape. Put outside Ashi, Garama, sweeper, <laughs> put her in a heel hook, <laughs> break her Achilles tendon. Anyway, no. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's it's really connected. It's the same amount of creativity. You just want to be as creative as possible. I think you got. I think you should add a nice little sativa back into your sex game. True. In similar to jujitsu, when I get creative, I usually uh, end up getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I usually mess something up. The second you I start making stuff up, I'm going in the wrong direction. Oh yeah. In similar to jujitsu, for me, stick to the fundamentals, you idiot. <laughs> you don't know enough to be uh, going out on a limb like that. But don't you don't particularly at your at your level in the jujitsu journey. Mm-hmm. When I was at your level, when you first it's almost like we start playing te- Tetris. We play, ever play Tetris a lot? Sure. And then every time you walk down the street, you're like, okay, this car could fit in there and I could switch it. You start doing yeah. machinations in your brain about things you see in the world. Same thing with jujitsu and sex. Like, I, I'm like, oh, she put me in closed guard. I'm going like, to have to, I'm going to go into half guard, my pass, I've been I'm teaching my girl jujitsu too. Yeah. It's fun. She really likes it. Yeah. The ladies like it. Yeah. Jujitsu is kind of a, um, sexual and fun yes it's the funnest martial art that you can kind of just casually teach yes yeah but here's my point yeah my point is that women i think that men in general are so out of touch with how powerful and strong women are and how resilient their their bonus holes are 
<laughs> you know that's the new term for it, right? Bonus holes? Bo- you haven't heard about bonus holes? Bonus holes. I mean, I know what it means. Yeah. So that's what Ears has been. Eyes. Some Some people are replacing, <laughs> some doctors are calling it bonus hole as opposed to vagina because vagina is exclusive and it leaves people out of the equation. What? Are you serious? Hole. Yeah. That's, wait, so every time you give me hole? shit, you tell me, every time you gave me shit for saying like, hey, let's curb some of this shit, you're like, you're being crazy. You're being, I'm like, yeah, bonus hole. Bonus hole. Bonus hole. Which means the non-bonus hole is the butthole. I thought the butthole was the bonus You'd hole. You'd think butthole would be the bonus hole. I thought hole. the vagina was the main hole. I think the butt should be the birthday hole, but no. It's the regular main hole. Wait. No, 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 no. The, the vagina should be the birthday hole. No, the vagina is the, is the bonus hole. The vagina is literally the birthday hole. That's a solid point. The birthday hole has to be but connected not to the according, birthday canal. But not according to the common ideology that's swiffering the nation right now. The birthday hole. The bonus hole, hole is the vagina. And the butthole is the birthday hole because you, only on your birthday. I mean, that was the joke I was attempting to got make. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like the fucking holiday hole. The holiday hole is pretty good. Yeah. Anniversary hole. I don't know. So, what was I talking about? I was talking about before I got sidetracked by bonus holes. You're talking about, <laughs> oh God, I got sidetracked by bonus holes. It's pretty, it's, it's, look, I just think that if I ever, if someone ever were to non-ironically use the term bonus hole in front of me, I would never speak to that person again. It is so stupid. I think that's harsh, but what? it is cringe. I agree. It's yeah. very cringe. It, it, it's also, let's be honest, it's a little demeaning. It's a little demeaning. People don't want to talk about it, but there is certain ideology that's very demeaning to women. And if you address it, then you have a, a, a funny comb over and a short little mustache, so you can't talk about it. Is this poison? Yes. I, no. What are you talking about? Anyway. God, what was I f- fucking In LA about? these days, it's just better to ask before you induce, <laughs> not induce, but like have imbibe any substance because you never know what's gonna get you fucked up oh really i mean there's just a lot of like oh it's got cbd yeah can i tell you Mm -hmm. this is like a big pivot but they have these drinks now that are the size of a soda that have over like a hundred milligrams of thc in them oh yeah and they look like a soda oh and i am pro weed all day thc or cbd thc thc oh yeah it's like it would be like eating a whole plate of brownies. I didn't tell you the story. It's predatory. Yes, Tommy, I didn't tell you the story about how I found out about the my baby. <laughs> oh, go on. So me and uh, the lady had broken up because yeah. she was. Do you need? Why don't you move over on that side so it's less sun? Um, we we. We'd broken up because no, like through the thing here. I'll move it. Um, uh, we'd broken up because she was with me, and like, why wouldn't you break up with me? So, well, it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point <laughs> if history is any example. So, um, but we broke up for a week, and I was like, I'm going to try to go on a date with a girl. Nice, as you would. So I want a date do. with this lady, and uh, we were in my yard. And we were watching like a movie or something, and I got back those, when the TV those, was not rained on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the, it works. I got oh, those two. Sure. I got those THC things. I'd never had one before, but they were almost more like vials, like you get at nightclubs. You know, I don't mind the vials. 
But when you package it in something that is immediately related like to a single use drink, right? Even if you put super toxic, potent, not toxic, but like super, super potent THC infused drink in something that looks like a liquor bottle. Yeah. Just so that visually I can delineate, I can this is going to ruin my fucking day from I'm trying to get a buzz. If yeah. you put it in a beer can, I think I can drink the whole beer can. Yeah. Who drinks a sip of a beer? Yeah. If it has a pop the top. I agree. I agree. Go on. So similar because I did think it was kind of like a soda can. Yes. So I was with this lady. Oh my God. And we both drank one. Now. So now she, you're on another planet. So now I'm like trying to, I, I try to kiss her and I think she was kind of like, what? And I was like, Okay. Sorry, and so she left. It wasn't bad, but she just kind of like, I can't go home. So she yeah. go home. Well, you were probably now, both blitz. I was out of my mind blitz. Ugh. So I go into the bedroom to cry myself to sleep, per usual. That's the move, and, is go to sleep. And I got a call from Jenny saying, wow. um, we need to talk. Come over. And, I've, and I, I'm a veteran weed smoker at this point. I've smoked, not okay. the I've smoked a lot of weed. Uh-huh. I've got pretty good constitution. Like I can smoke. You're like I a can blue smoke belt. A full a full ass joint and literally like do anything. There's nothing that a joint will take me down from. Sure. So um, I've gone the other I, way. It makes me anxious. Now. I tried to drive to her, her place, which is like ten blocks away, and I felt like I was in the movie Tron. I didn't know where f everything looked lit. Yeah. And I couldn't. I couldn't even drive at all. I've been there and I just didn't. I didn't drive. Yeah. But I've turned on the car and then looked around it and been like, no, yeah, this it ain't happening. Yeah, it was way too much. And, One and time then she I told sat me, in my car for two hours. Yeah, it was like that. It was yeah. like a half hour. And I told her to come pick me up. And then she picked her up. She told me she was pregnant. And I kept, every 30 minutes, I was like, what? You told me you had some news. What's the news? She was like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, okay. An hour later, okay, you told me you had some news. And you haven't said what it is yet. You want to tell me? Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that, sh I agree. I was, at, and they t and I called the next day. I go, what the fuck? They go, oh, that's for like five uses. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a can. It's a can. Yeah, you drink a can. Fucking Jesus. Um, did we cover all the dirty talk? Compliment her. Compliment her and t tell her you're gonna come so hard. Tell her you like uh, you're gonna make me. Uh, uh, you know, just things like just to make it make it about her and how hot she is. You feel so good. It's one that I come back to. Yeah, but that can't be the only thing you say because then just like, Ugh. yeah, you feel so good. <laughs> By the way. Two minutes that you still feel good. Yeah. Remember how you talked about how you felt good? You still feel good. Yeah. You, feel, you might even feel better right now. I am uh, a white belt in dirty talk. I'm going to be real. I think it's time to fucking step up the game. You got a new girl. I got to start watching. Uh, I think your new girl is like, I think she's probably a little bit more advanced than you sexually. That's my guess. Just because, um, just because I think women naturally are. Sure. And your job as a man is to fucking open figure out where the key to pandora's box is and open it right i think i am aided a bit by the fact that i'm older so but i'm also kind of i'm just a bit prudish what about would you use toys with her would you use sexual toys have you i have done that yeah do you not like that it's not as necessary as girls in the past some girls in the past either they are really hard to make calm or they're on ssris Oh, yeah, so, that's your generation for you. So the vibrator almost becomes necessary. My current girl, it's like we get the job done by ourselves mm. just fine, which is nice. Yeah, I like that. That is a nice feature.
That's a nice feature. And that's not shaming any women who take a long time to come. That's normal. But it is, you know. You know, when I wanted to be a sex therapist, which was a, which is a long time, I was look, looking to be a sex therapist. That's what my mom does. And, but I wanted to be a hands-on one. Uh, but oh, when boy. I was looking at, not like, let's talk about your relationship with your mother. Yeah, like when I was looking to be sex therapist, half My feeling is that most women who have really difficult coming, it's because of trauma. Yeah. Now, I know there's logistical things in the way vaginas are shaped, and sometimes they have issues that just relate to that. But I think in general has to do with sort of a learned helplessness. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think they're designed to come. And it's always weird when I meet women who don't masturbate. I'm like, you don't masturbate. How are you going to know what you want if you don't masturbate? So the first thing is you got to get women masturbating. And you got to get them. You got to make women should always feel comfortable using toys in the bedroom. Yeah, I think it is usually kind of the shame thing. Yeah. They go, you have toys? Yeah. Well, where is it? Why would I use it with you? Just bring it out. Incorporate it. Put it in the game. nice of you. Yeah. It is is good to... uh, Because there's so many things you can do. It seems like you have a... And I don't don't know anything about your sexual (laughs) practices outside (laughs) of what I do on the podcast. Just look at my Yelp reviews, okay? But it seems like you have a pretty open... You you build a uh, comforting environment. Well, where people feel safe, it, which is necessary. Because I know you said you don't want, but it is silly. It is. It's fun and silly. It's it doesn't have to be like so serious. Like, yeah, man, this is so fun. It's silly. It's fun and silly, and I'm fun and silly. Yeah, so just I lean into fun the fun and, and silly. Jump on the bed. Do but goofy shit. That is where it, it, there is kind of a uh, cognitive dissonance with uh, it's fun and silly, but you also have to ramp it up to this kind of cartoonish caricature of a big manly man. But then but then keep it in the reins of like, yeah, we're all joking around. I'm going <laughs> to fuck your fucking brains out, you dumb broad. But also, I love you and I'm here and I'm caressing you, but I got a big dick and it's all wet down there. And we you like well, it and I like it. I'm getting a chubby right now. Buzz buzz. Here comes the train, you know. But also, <laughs> but we're caring and I'm listening and I'm yeah. generous, but I got a thick card one and I'll do it like you your make daddy sure you do does. the accent all the time. Yeah. I'm taboo and I'm saying I'm crossing lines. I'm an edgy bastard, but I'm an edgy one. Yeah. Who cares that's what you do. You go from. I want to cuddle. You go from going back from. You go from like. Like Scorsese Mafia to Bridgerton. You go back for Yes. Oh, I love you so much. And I get emotional whiplash from that. But if I oh, was truly like a Kama Sutra master, mm-hmm. then that is the path that you must walk. But don't you also feel like in jujitsu it's the same thing? Jujitsu, it's like sometimes you're like, ha ha, oh, good one. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm going to fucking. You know what? That's a really good point. Yeah. Because I goof around all the time in my jujitsu class, but when I'm really going for that choke, it's fucking, it is at its core. Damn. And also when someone's choking you and you don't want to submit and you feel the Tweety Birds coming in, being let out of their cages and you it go to that real. survival panic mode. Wow. You know what? That is the best uh, comparison that I have heard that I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Is that, that switch, that immediate switch from... I'm goofing around learning with my friends to I'm fighting for my life is very similar. And also, I feel that describes great acting. 
Because wow. in my generation, the actor that people looked up to the most, to the point where so many actors became like weird, like uh, facsimiles of this guy, was John Malkovich, right? You have people like Peter Sarsgaard who made a whole career just doing like a John Malkovich impersonation and just kind of being this like guy who had this soft, intense. Anyway, so yeah, he's pretty cool. And what was interesting about him is he would get so fucking da da, and then he would just like kind of pick his nose or like read the paper. And it was always comic. Whenever Malkovich lost his mind, there was always an element of hilarity to it because it's like ultimate anger to like, then he would just start stretching or, you know, move his neck around or something like That's that. That's what my friends say about me. Not in a great actor way, but in a way that almost frustrates me. They're like, whenever you get really mad, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and I mean, obviously... <laughs> Like I'm a comic, but sometimes like they're like genuinely when you get really frustrated in a genuine way about anything, we yeah. think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it is funny. My whole childhood, and I'm like, well, I, I'm mad. Yeah, you want to scare someone? I'm actually mad. That's why I got to do jujitsu. People got to take me serious. I kind of want to see but how my, you get mad. My voice gets. I want to see up. you actually do like a, a, like a get mad at someone. Pretend she, this girl's right there and she just made fun of your penis or something. No, that wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> what would get you mad? I don't even know. I I just kind of get... I just... I only get bad at myself. What if your girl said, listen, I just fucked a guy because he had a vasectomy? Uh, oh my God, you're <laughs> fucking triggering me. <laughs> fucking shit. Dude, I don't know. I would just leave her. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the better idea. Um, I would just I would just go home and be sad. Yeah. I think it's... Look, also... I pivot to like depression quicker than I go to anger. <laughs> like... The shit that makes me mad is is usually about me. If someone else sure. if yeah, someone course, else well, does it something, is. it always is. If someone else day. does something, I usually kind of just spiral into sadness. But if I let myself down in a certain way that I know that I should be better, then I do get so mad that I just want to fucking punch shit. But I I don't get that mad anymore as I did in high school. In high yeah. school, it would be like I'm not as good at sports. And I'm embarrassing myself because I'm I'm supposed to be this guy in my head and I'm not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I get that. I've grown out of that, and now I have just accepted. But even with <laughs> even with comedy, I yeah. think I think the the bits of mine that do the best, and I think if I were to have any skill in comedy, that maybe sets me apart a little bit from a lot of the other comics is is the ability to emotionally turn on a dime. Mm. And that, that plays itself out physically, vocally, you know, we go, and then you go here and then it's like, you know, like that kind of like, I think it's what made Dane Cook so popular is he would do those weird, like, remember Dane Cook back in the day when he would scream? Outbursts. His outbursts. Remember how fucking infectious and hilarious they were? Yeah. Something about setting up a funny premise and then hitting the punchline with a perfectly emoted outburst. Is yeah, 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 yeah. Key. Key yeah. to comedy. Godfrey does it with his ah! you know, he does like He's so good. People do their scream like a good, well paced like scream. I have a couple bits like that. And those those are the bits that usually do better. Or, or Orny Adams, same thing. True. Just like all of a sudden, like that. And he then just, hits his whole act, is that? Yeah, his whole act. So, yeah, but like, I think it's good when you modulate it and it. But I think, so it's the same thing with sex. Goofy, yeah. goofy, goofy, rawr. Because you got people on toes. You don't want people to expect what's next. True. Because that's boring. That's hot. You have to create a narrative in there. Yeah, that's how you get the dopamine release. It's kind yeah. of like 
what you know if you if you live next to a berry farm and you're out there picking berries every day you're never gonna dopamine but if you're foraging and then you find a berry tree in the middle of nowhere yeah. <gasps> dopamine everything in the human experience is just storytelling mm. sex is storytelling jujitsu is storytelling yeah everything's storytelling yeah. i also think here's the other thing i don't know why it always goes back to, to good sex, sex is great storytelling i also think here's another thing i think mm-hmm. i think men another should go down on women longer than Period. they think is necessary yeah for sure and longer than even the woman is used to or comfortable with to the point where the woman goes i want you to like now fuck me whatever it is like no stay down here and just to see just to push the limits you got to find out where the where the parameters are that's interesting and I, i think i probably need to change my own personal like perspective on eating the old cooch why no because like that's an interesting thing that you just brought up was like if a woman comes i'm done right oh if i notice that they're coming i'm probably going to wrap it up i'm like oh i've gotten to the point where now i can transition to the part that i like Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm eating vajun with a destination in mind yeah rather than just purely for the love of the game for the love of the game and i think that that takes away from my technique and uh the experience as a whole Mm. because energetically i should just be living in the moment and being my best self delivering my best product with yes nothing in mind other than uh generosity and giving and and being present whereas if i'm just shooting for that finish line of i'm doing this until I notice you come, then I can switch to something else. Then I'm never really going to be who I need to be in that moment. I like that. That was a roundabout way of saying that you don't like to eat vagina. But, you know. (laughs) But I don't dislike it. It's just I see it as a necessary part of the sexual foreplay. Right. But I don't. I probably am not uh, enthusiastically aggressive about it as I, think I should there's be nothing hotter than going down on a woman who wants to have sex with you mm-hmm. and you're going down on her and she's like i i, I don't want like i, I don't want to come I, I i don't want to come i want to have sex and you're just like no you're gonna come that doesn't even make sense from a female perspective i don't well, want to come sometimes sometimes she, you know she doesn't want to have come that way she wants to have come she wants you to, she wants you to have sex with her to come. why that's weird because no offense ladies they feel more connected or whatever they don't want to sure come. they, they want to look into your eyes yeah but it's just like too bad this is how it's gonna like go down and then i can see it in your and eyes. then after that you don't know you, you don't know what the next limit is the next limit i feel like women have 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 boundaries that are like unexplored it's like an open an open source game yeah there's so much stuff and like oh yeah i'm fine with my one is she Maybe there's a you, couple more locked up in there. See, you are more sexually ambitious than I am. And maybe that comes with you've been in the game longer, so you've seen well, of course. Yeah, I've been the in. highest heights. I'm but like, I think I'm still at the point where like if I get one, that's I'm I'm meddling. You know what I mean? Mm. If I get two, wow. Like that's interesting. That's uh put that on the mantle for I the, think it, for the year. My, here's a controversial theory. I think if a woman can have two she can have more. 
She could have unlimited. But where do you stop? Where do you allow yourself? Because you, you could st- go You know where infinite. you stop? Friction. When friction demands you to stop. <laughs> oh, my God. When, when, when chemicals and friction just say, hey, there's no more. I respect, as an artist, I respect you holding yourself to that high of a standard. I it's think, great. I don't think that I have the same passion for it that you seem to. I really, I like it, but I don't know if I have the inherent horniness within to drive me to those heights. You don't need to have horniness. You're like Michael fucking Jordan. No, you don't need... It's not about horniness. It's just about like you want um, this person who doesn't know her own limits because she's a superhero because women are superheroes for the most part. Maybe I'm too selfish. You want to just see where they can go. Yeah. That's fun. That is fun. And just say, hey, can we just try... You know, and just fucking mix it up. Okay, I think if I framed it that way in my head Mm -hmm. to where, like, I want to be, I want to push the limits of what is possible, like the fucking sexual Neil Armstrong, (laughs) you know, like one small come for man. Mm -hmm. I think if I framed it that way, I could get inspired to go for that. But I just don't think I've ever, I've never even really considered it that I've never felt the need. I've always thought, wow, if I'm a man who consistently gets my woman to come, I'm already in the top percentile. Got it. Right? Yes. And if anything more than that, it's like, I'm never, she's never going to leave me alone. Well, anything, <laughs> but anything more than that, then you get a situation where you have a woman who's like, not only is she connected to you, but she's also like, I'm not going to get this out in those streets. And you know what? I think maybe that is one of the things blocking me from going there. Mm. I feel like if I go too far down that road, I'm not ready to emotionally be that connected to someone. I am still dealing with my own emotional anxiety and barriers. And I don't almost, not only do I want to let some, I don't want to let someone in that deep. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that deep in someone else because I feel like if I'm that deep in someone else's psyche, now I have this responsibility to them. Yes. And that I'm too scared. I think that's deep down the real reason so that it's I not don't. Until you're, not until you get married are you going to start doing the freak-a-deak. Right. If I wanted to create a lifelong, unbreakable bond, then yeah. I do think that would then be a you're good gonna, way to do then it. Then you'll put someone in a dog taller and a ball gag in their mouth and smack them around. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Because there's no coming back from that. And, okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is just me insecure projecting this on you. Yeah. Do you think maybe you yes. are striving to be so yes. sexually yes. because you're insecure yes. about them leaving you or something? 100% yes. And you're like, if I'm the best they've ever had, yes. then I at bare minimum have this tiny morsel of control over this person. I'm not in any denial of that. Yeah. One million percent. Sex is such a weird fucked up thing for yeah. all of us. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay if that's why I'm doing whatever it. <laughs> our, whatever our weird childhood thing is, it manifests itself in sex well, look, without a doubt. Here, here's, a, here's the thing. Yeah. Anyone who's having sex with a lot of women, and I don't anymore, but I used to. I wanted anyone to. Anyone who's doing that, 
it is doing it because it's some weird referendum on childhood trauma and childhood insecurity. One million percent. <sighs> yeah. Do you think that Chris D'Elia started a sex cult because he was the most secure person on the planet? Absolutely not. No, it's it's like something happened in your childhood that made you like insecure yeah. and made you feel like you weren't worthy or attractive women and then you find that you have this one thing that you can do that gets women interested and attracted to you and particularly if you're rich or famous then it's just kind of like man yeah i'm going to do everything i can to hold on to this absolutely you know i mean obviously there's levels of how deep it goes like i don't think i like the difference with me now is there is a part of me that wants to do that and f for sure it's a piece of my ego and it's ego related and i want to feel like i'm the man mm -hmm. there is also a little part of me that has sometimes i'm with women and i'm like this girl's never really been to the mountaintop yeah you know and let's see if so we can you're get like there. a sherpa yeah you're like a dick sherpa <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish there was a better word for it, but something like that. Yeah, but yeah, because you want to like, cause you can just kind of. Like, what you don't like, Dick Sherpa? But the difference Put that is on your Instagram. Between that's great. Between now and my twenties, I wanted to be a Dick Sherpa, but I wasn't. I was. I was also an insecure guy who was emotional, so I would be like a Dick Sherpa. And when she went out and got another Dick Sherpa to Sherpa her. Uh -huh. I'd be like, what the fuck? I thought I was your dick sherpa. Yeah. And it would really tap into my ego. And now yeah. if I hook up with a girl and she wants to be with someone else, I'm like, that's fair. Why not? Because they're going to come back. And even if they don't come back, if like you find someone who you like more and they're laying it down better and that's you're more interested, like, that's good. Be that's with maturity. that guy. That's genuinely a big step in the Because why would you right want direction? anyone that you've ever been emotionally connected with or physically connected with to be unhappy? True. That's such a crazy idea. That like, yeah. so any woman I've been with, if the next guy she's with has a bigger dick and is a better fuck, like great. Yeah, that's how you gotta be. You gotta, you gotta let go. Yeah, it's the only way to be a true man. Because you can really that insecurity about your manliness and your sex can fuck you up, man. Absolutely. I mean, for me, it did for years. It just made yeah. me like really like me too. Controlling and possessive and jealous and kind of tr trying. Yeah, now it's just like, all right, I know what my value is. I know what I can offer. I know I don't have the best cardio. I know I mostly lay there. And I don't that's think, fine. Uh, I don't think I was ever controlling, but I did allow it to affect and define my self-esteem when I was younger yes. in a way that I don't know. And yeah. I think that is a, a healthy healthy step. I think, I think, Tommy, you might be on your way to being a very well-developed and mature man <laughs> I can only who's in a so. healthy relation by the time you're 34 i think you're gonna be married maybe that that's no that was never my plan but i gotta say let, let's talk about marriage for a sec i'm never gonna get married but you should do it i respect that i am just hitting an age where all of my friends are getting engaged and the or people you grew up with in North Carolina, not the artists out here. Out here, I first of all, I'd like to say I have managed to surround myself. Oh, I see your ears getting a little fucking collagen-y, by the way. Here, yeah, your your uh, left ear. For real? It's a little thick right here. It's not bad. No, it's really, here. it's a little thick. That right scares here. me. No, it's good. It's good. It looks good. People like it. All right. It's not cauliflower. It's just a little. It's just a little collagen buildup here. It's fine. Anyway. Well, I have been rolling around on these mats. Yeah. The fucking sun is chasing me. Like I'm um, so. Okay. So 
Well, I've managed to surround myself with a group of pretty good dudes who are in committed relationships, and they're they're all comics, but like, and they're in their twenties, get married. Yeah, or they're about to turn thirty, early thirties, getting married. Um, and then my friends from back home in North Carolina are also getting married around the same age that I am right now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't live with my girlfriend, but if I look around at all of my friends, I would say 75% of them now. Whoa. Maybe less, but like, like I'm talking about my close circle because none of them were living with their girlfriends. None of them were getting engaged. And then overnight, it's like all of them are. Wow. I'm starting to get invited to bachelor parties for the first time. Whoa. Yeah. And then when you go to wedding, the first time you go to a wedding with your girl. That's always a moment. Yeah, it's like, and all of her friends are starting to get married. And I never thought this would happen because I'm like, I have my own plan in my head about when I think I want to get married, which is like 42. Hmm. But the social pressures around me, they certainly start to build and you certainly start to feel like the odd one out and it and it changes your perspective almost in a way that you never thought it would yes now i i hold firm i still don't want to get married until i'm in my 40s yeah but that's not gonna happen we'll see you don't have you don't get married in your 40s until you're a fucking unless you've unless you've had like me had a kid out of wedlock hmm. you've been like almost engaged and it failed or something like that or you're just uh, a, a creep who who wants to have sex cults, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, "It'd be good business if I got married at age 42." But other than that, <laughs> I think because the only person I know got married at 42 is you know who, who we talked about earlier. Well, so I think uh, like you don't. But that's that an example I, yeah. of someone who gets married at 40. You don't get married at 42. You get married before 42. Why? Huh? Because you want to be able to like be young enough to enjoy a baby, which is like fucking so much energy i guess i my perspective is just different though because my dad had me in his 60s yeah that's true and i think he did a pretty good job i mean yep. he almost died a bunch of times <laughs> but i i never really felt i don't know i i hear hmm hear other people with old parents talk about like they weren't able to do this and that but I think I had a unique relationship with my dad because he retired when I was four. Oh my so God. I actually got to spend yeah, more time, time with him. him. That's fair. That's a good example. I spent more time with my dad than I did my mom. Wow, that's wild. And uh, he was just kind of an old man. He would pick me up from school. Yeah. He, he came to all my sports games and stuff. So it was, it was kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice having this old, old pops even if he was lecturing me constantly yes, on anything that he could possibly think of. But you know what? I actually appreciate that <laughs> in, in the long run. Yeah. Um, well, we got to wrap this up, Tommy. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, I, I think it would be nice to wait. Although, I didn't see anything wrong with my parents' age gap, and I still don't necessarily. What is their age gap? It's significant. It's like 20 years or so. I like it. And um, do you think she calls him daddy during sex? I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so 
I, I can now see as a full-grown adult how other people might have perceived that yeah. through my whole life and childhood. But I, for whatever reason, maybe because we were just kind of like in this small town, I never really was aware of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, listen, Tommy, we've had a long podcast, and uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, but thanks for coming. Uh-oh, something and happened. He got he got some kind of message from someone about. Well, I got some booty thing. I got no. What's a booty thing? It's another podcast. Oh yeah, good, you're good. All right. So, uh, but anyway, thanks for coming, Tommy. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, I always like hanging out with you. And uh, hopefully, you'll hopefully you're gonna come back and report on some of the, on some of these things you tried. <laughs> some right. of the dirty talk. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye.